What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mullet Cast, the podcast where business and pleasure collide. My name is Evan Balmer. Follow me on Instagram at Evan Balmer. Today, we're joined by Danny Croak. Danny is a co-founder of CoWorks, Fresh Markets, and Bands on a Budget. Follow them online at CoWorks.com. That's C-O-W-E-R-K-S.com and at AsburyFresh.com. Um on Instagram at Asbury Fresh and at Coworks. What's going on, Danny? Uh, not much. How are you, Evan? It's nice to um, to be here or to be somewhere. Right. It's, I guess <laughs> we're not together. Exactly. It is. Uh, I mean, I'm just the first thing that pops in my mind. You and I bump into each other a lot, obviously, because I'm over in a, a co-work facility. Um, you know, haven't seen you in a few days, but I've talked to you. Um, what is it like operating businesses that maybe are hugely impacted? Like obviously as a, um, a landlord, um, of rental spaces and you were opening a new space and then also, you know, hosting markets that don't happen anymore. What's, how are you coping with the situation? Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely like, it's definitely as as the word is used quite often nowadays unprecedented mm-hmm. and um, in the past years you know I've always like tried to talk to other people mentors and friends and you know peers in business and you know say hey this is the situation I'm going through like you know try to talk it out and and, and try to get like clarity on things. And like right now it's just the, we're in a state where, you know, nobody's ever been through this before. So, um, it's really, it's really hard to navigate. Um, but I can say that the way that the way that we're handling this is we're just, we're trying to continue to operate, um, in a virtual sense, um, all of our employees are still employed. Mm -hmm. Um, we meet, um, you know, we're on, we're on a four day schedule right now, but, um, we meet twice a week on, um, as a team through zoom. And then, um, you know, we have little breakouts, uh, between, you know, different team members on different topics. Um, and you know, we're just, you know, you like to have a plan, but right now I can say it's, it's, it's nearly impossible to make a plan to do anything mm-hmm. other than to just, just kind of see what happens every day and try to try to make the best decision that you can about what you should be doing at that moment. Right. Um, so that's what it's like. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a good point because I think if anyone tells you they know how this is going to turn out, obviously they're nuts and it does evolve like sometimes on an hourly or, but very definitely a day by day basis. Right. So you're, yeah, your plan yeah, no constantly doubt. has that's to be all. flexible and change. Um, I mean, I'll give you a shout out because I know from my conversations of, with, you know, with you and dealing with you personally, um, you know, I, I have been very impressed that, you know, early on in this, you were sort of looking ahead and, you know, started wanting to share information and you were already like, you know, looking at how this was going to impact your business and what, um, solutions might be out there for you. 
Yeah, I, so Brad and I, um, you know, we've been through, we've never been through something like this, but we were, we were in business in 2008 during the Great Recession. Um, we were in business in Asbury Park um, after Hurricane Sandy. And so we've had our business disrupted before. So, you know, there's a bit of an experience there where we're like, okay, things are going to start things that are not usual are going to start happening, you know? Right. So yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I think that I, I, I don't think that in hindsight, we didn't, we didn't know it was going to be as crazy as it is today, right. but um, you know, we knew something was going to happen to us, but we were going to be affected mm-hmm. um, pr- probably not in a positive way. Right. <clears throat> so so what would you share maybe that you learned from, you know, the, obviously you survived and thrived, you know, after the, the prior crisis, um, you, you know, what would you offer to people that, that you learned and maybe for people that haven't been like, I, I know people that opened a business like right, you know, like days before everything was shut down in Asbury, like a new, uh, I have a friend that opened a new jewelry store called Marigold, um, that suddenly, you know there's no one coming into shops. <laughs> so like, what have you learned from surviving and thriving, you know, from prior uh, events like Sandy? Um, you know, just so I, you know, I can't, I can't like get way into detail about like, you know, how we operate everything. But mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the thing is, is you, if you run a business, you have to have, a plan for a rainy day. Like, um, we've always, I, I shouldn't say we've always, we've in recent years, kind of when we come up with a plan for what we're going to do, um, we have a contingency. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have two contingencies. Um, we try to look at, at things like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Right. Um, <laughs> the man will so, by, by 10. Yeah. So, so like we don't, we don't like live completely. Like we have, there's, uh, we have quite a few employees. Um, I don't know the exact account right now, but we have full-time employees plus part-time employees. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's important that you make payroll and, and that, that you have a function in business and, um, therefore you have to really, uh, plan out, um, what's going to happen if, if things go south. Now we were kind of in that situation where, you know, we were prepared for like a bad situation. Right. Um, but this in particular, yeah, it's like 10 X like, so, you know, going back to like other cases, like, like Sandy and, 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 um, the great recession, like, you know, credit for instance, like, seems to in the past be like tougher to get, like getting, you know, bills that are owed to you being paid, like, you know, that slows down stuff like that. So, so like, you know, the financial part of it, um, we are kind of prepared for mm-hmm. also like with, with Sandy, which is, you know, it's, it's great that things like zoom 
are out there and stuff like that. But like Sandy, we were all like spread out and very disconnected and technology wasn't, you know, what it is today. That's true. So like we definitely, you know, like I said before, having these, these two team meetings and keeping in touch and just being able to think about the spirit of your company and how everybody is like, you know, goes a long way. And, um, that was something, like I said, that we learned from the past is, you know, when you're disrupted by like a disaster, which I guess you would call this, Mm. um, and everybody is sort of disconnected, like finding ways to keep people connected. And, you know, technology is, uh, you know, really good right now in that sense that we can still, you know, talk and collaborate. So, you know, those are, those are two, two things that I, I think are helping us out right now from the past. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid to test to see how far it can go. You know, I don't want to say like, you know, I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but right. you know, the, like this, the longer this goes on, the harder it's going to be. Sure. That's true. Right. You could, uh, have a contingency that could take you through, you know, April, if that's what it's going to be, but you know, right. What happens if it, we get into May and, or, you know, further and further, um, <clears throat> it is pretty crazy. So what is it in your background? Like, where did you learn these things? Um, unfortunately by doing them, like, <laughs> you know, like, like being, being through this experience, but yeah, I, uh, Brad and I have been in business since like 2006 when we started bands on a budget. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's like 14 ish years. Right. And, you know, we've just been through a lot of stuff, like we've every business that we've entered together, I would describe us as being green mm-hmm. in those businesses. And when I joke around and say, unfortunately, by doing it, like, you know, because there's like there's there's a bit of um, pain that goes goes through you go through by learning as you do. Right. You know opposed to like you know maybe learning like in a in classes or learning uh you know working under somebody like something like that right um but um and you know a lot of it like the other part of it i shouldn't just say like oh yeah we just we just like you know go all out and just do it all ourselves like brett and i are very much into um having mentors and and having a network of people that we can like bounce things off of. And, you know, in a lot of situations, like we've worked through things with, with the help of others um, and learned, learned what we do with the help of others. That's cool. Um, Do you have any like business people you look up to or anyone you want to talk about? Um, Man, there's so many, I don't want to like, I don't want to like mention a specific person's name. Don't want to leave anyone um, out. But but Evan Bomber right. is one of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if the mullet cast was around in 06, it could have saved you so many, uh, so many yeah. Yeah, from so many mistakes. Um, 
you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you about about a guy that you know. You're in the building, Junction Hall, mm-hmm. and the, there's there's a guy. He's on the board of Second Life Bikes. His name's Roger Boyce, um, and um, you know, Brett, myself, and Second Life Bikes Incorporated own that building, um, and you know, like that was the idea that we were going to come together as a group and then purchase that building and turn it into what it is today was kind of like a pipe dream. And, and, you know, uh, Roger Boyce was like somebody that I've worked pretty, pretty hands on with for mm-hmm. almost a year. Um, and you know, he was one of those guys that, you know, he, he didn't do things for us, but you know, he, he helped, uh, he helped open doors and, and helped us, you know, craft the question that we needed to answer to solve the problems. You know, he was a very good, like, teacher like that. And, you know, he, he, he himself on that particular project didn't have all the answers of how it was going to get done. But he kind of, like, you know, pushed everybody along. And, and like, that's, you know, that's, that's it's valuable to have people like that, like, as an entrepreneur. So... Um, but that's, you know, that he's just one example, but there, there have been so many people that have helped us throughout the years that, you know, I'm truly grateful to. Right. Um, can you, or can you talk more about how that deal came together? Cause that is a cool story. I mean, was that something like you and Brett came up with and, and took it over to second life bikes or how did it like all sort of evolve? So, yeah, the way that I remember it is, um, we Second Life Bikes had done a campaign to raise some some money to purchase it, and they had um, they had a good relationship with the previous owner of the building, who was their landlord. And you know, they had raised some money, but the the when we had asked um, Roger Boyce, you know, their their board member, you know how it was going like one of the concerns was that um you know they may not they may not be in a position to really occupy the whole building Mm -hmm. and you know carry that that debt service that mortgage right um so that's how the conversation kind of started and it came together in like a bunch of pieces because there's um there were two banks involved like brett and i had had received like a grant loan hybrid from the New Jersey Economic Development Authority, mm-hmm. which w- didn't provide the funding to buy the building, but provided the funding to build the co-work space that's that's above that you know where your office is. Gotcha. Um, that's above Second Life Bikes and High Voltage Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know there was this there was like the idea of, um, you know, a for-profit business and a non-profit business, which is second life bikes coming together to form, form like a joint venture and then finding like a mortgage company that, that was actually willing to, you know, do a deal with that type of organization right. that we had formed, which, you know, wasn't, wasn't exactly like <clears throat> it didn't make perfect sense to every single bank, you know? Um, but we, you know, we did find one and, 
you know, that that's like the part of getting the financing together. The other part is like, you know, how do you, how do you, how to actually divvy up the space and how to make it work? You know, that all that stuff, you know, didn't just come um, like the answers weren't just there. Like we, we really we had it really form a partnership which is an ongoing conversation between us and high voltage cafe and second life bikes about like how a shared space like that operates you know right, so you yeah. have different hours and you have different uses and while they 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 make for like a cool place like they don't always um you know not everything works perfectly together so you have to make it work and and make compromises and stuff like that right i mean for anyone that hasn't been there um you know it's a combination of like you said uh second life bikes which is you know for lack of a better description a bike shop let's call it um you know what you would think of tons of bikes around repairs going on those kind of things obviously there are a lot more than that um but and then there's a cafe high voltage cafe and then there's offices up on almost like a loft type of setting um <clears throat> so for me whenever a client comes in to that space we spend like the first 10 minutes talking about wow this is such a cool space yeah cool <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's really, uh, you know, it is a special place to work. And, you know, for me, it's a great mix of all of those worlds combining also. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you feel that way. That was, so it, it, it's been an idea that our company has been evolving towards is to activate um, spaces that um, are underutilized. And I, I don't, you know, Second Life Bikes did have a, a utilization for it, um, so I shouldn't completely say it was un, underutilized. But um, you know, there was there was a gap there, like that. You know, it had to had to become more active and, and produce revenue. So you know, that's that's kind of where our company has been going, and you know, to find find places that aren't typically used, and you know, make them into something that 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 is used gotcha. um, and hopefully like get the reaction that you just described, mm -hmm. you know, say, Oh, this is a, this is a cool idea. I, I really like what they did here. You know, that that's a great compliment, you know, that you just, you gave us. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, in a weird way, do you have a sense that maybe that skill um, is going to present more opportunity as we come out of this crisis? Because don't you think, but there's going to be more of a need for exactly what you said of, of figuring out new ways to utilize unutilized space. Yeah. Um, so we did that with, with Bellworks with the fresh markets. Um, for anybody that hasn't been to Bellworks before, it's a 2 million square foot, um, mostly office space, but it has a big uh, first level retail component mm -hmm. and it has a very large um, atrium. And every Wednesday, Fresh does um, an indoor market there. And, um, you know, it's a big chunk of space that we're able to fill up and activate on a weekly basis. And as a company, like, we love doing things like that. That's, that's really fun. So <clears throat> doing events or bringing people together into a space is like, yeah, 
we want to keep doing more of it and hopefully um you know we will be able to like this this current climate of um social distancing and self-quarantine and obviously has has like destroyed any type of business where people gather um so you know that that's a tough one but i'm you know hopefully like life will go back to normal at some point and we can continue to expand on ideas like that right yeah i think that's cool i mean i i also think you know maybe right now you have companies that maybe were never set up for people to work remotely things like that um maybe some of that continues even when we get back to normal and maybe it opens up spaces that used to be used, um, you know, just as offices for different things. There, there might be a lot more of that going on, you know? Yeah. At, at co-works as an example, like it's funny, like people haven't stopped requesting office space or a place to work from. Um, we just, for, you know, health and safety reasons, we just can't accommodate it right mm-hmm. now. But I think that, yeah, like more and more people have been working remote for such a, you know, two weeks seems like an eternity at this point. Right. Um, so, you know, it's really, it's really kind of opened people's eyes up to what we do on the, on the co-working end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be interesting when, when, you know, people can actually get together again. Um it should be interesting what happens to our business. Right. For sure. Um, have you been talking to your, um, fresh vendors and like about what, what are they doing now? And I mean, do they have outlets to get their products out still and are they sort of operating normally or what's the impact on like local, um, farmers and people like that, that come to your markets? Yeah. So I'd, I'd say like generally everybody's been affected like it's hurt sales it's hurt their ability to do business um what we've been what we're able to do because we're really set up to provide like a like an in-person experience like what we've been trying to do is we've been trying to use our socials to promote vendors that that are set up to do deliveries um or to do pickups um that type of stuff there are some ideas in the works um, for how we could do other um, other operations where where people could could pick up, could order ahead and pick up. However, it's you know out of respect for um, the landlords and the towns which in which we do markets in, and you know based on what they've asked us for. Um, we haven't been able to, you know, work on some of those ideas yet to, you know, have like a, like a curbside pickup or something like that. Like there's interest in doing it. Um, it's just, it's still a safety matter, um, for a lot of our, our venues at this point. Um, so again, it's, it's really just trying to, you know, take a moment to promote, the vendors that do come to our markets and, and, and are able to still provide something in some, some, some way. Right. That is cool. Um, what about on the, the band side? Like obviously most artists now are 
you know, they've lost the revenue performance revenue. Um, and I know you did some, uh, you know, a lot of touring business also. Um, how has that impacted artists and what are you seeing on that end of things? Yeah. So we're still like all of our businesses have, have, um, you know, taken a hit because of this, the band merchandise business, like, you know, bands are still printing merchandise, um, not as much as before, but there's a, there's quite a few um, clever bands out there that have figured out ways to do like like an online performance and and you know uh, sell their merch and generate some revenue for themselves doing that. Um, so that like that is still, although it's like kind of been hurt a little bit. Um, it's still going. The, the, the weird thing is um, in that business, um, you know, there's multiple, there's multiple points in the supply chain. Like, you know, a, t- a t-shirt for instance is supplied by a company that warehouses blank t-shirts and then it's screen printed at another location. You know, right. a lot of, um, a lot of warehouses have, you know, been considered non-essential businesses and have had to shutter. So like the, sometimes you have a band that wants to make a particular thing on a particular color shirt, as an example, and it's just not available gotcha. at this time. So, so that's been a little, that's been a tough place to navigate as well. That is rough. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's kind of like you said, everyone's sort of figuring it out as we go along. Like, you know, bands are doing new things and, and hopefully, you know, I don't know it, 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 you know, the other question is are deliveries even, even happening? You know, it's like you see things even on Amazon who you would think is the most efficient shipper that now are taking like weeks and weeks. Um, so yeah, it's tough, but, um, I think everyone's just got to figure out how to be creative. Right. And that that's like, it's, it's the cool thing about uh, or the silver lining of all of this is that you are seeing people get creative, like as, as humans and especially anyone um, who's creative or entrepreneurial, like you're seeing people adapt and, and do interesting things, which is, you know, just as an observer is, is cool to see. Um, so I've seen plenty of it. Like, you, you know, the last, the wet last week, I've really enjoyed watching um, Ben from death cab for cutie on Facebook doing, you know, live performances. He was doing it every day. Right. Um, you know, just something simple, but like, that was like a time, like me and my friends would, my friend and I would, um, you know, just watch it every night, like talk about it and, you know, just like a totally different way to get together and and share something you know um and like for artists like plenty of people are doing something like that or something similar and you know engaging their fans and and having a good time totally i think that's pretty cool is like that's the weird dynamic is like as we're you know supposed to be moving farther apart like social distancing and everything it's a lot of artists are getting closer than ever with their bands or with their fans i mean you know um yeah yeah because i watch a bunch of people that are basically broadcasting right from their home, you know, so you've never had that kind of access and connection with an artist, um, 
than you have now. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. It's cool. Awesome. So, so what are human, you? Human, sorry, go ahead. No, it's all right. You go. Oh, I was just saying, humans will learn a few new tricks out of all of this. So, and hopefully, you know, hopefully, um, something good will come from all of this. Yeah, I totally agree. I think there will be some, you know, in a weird way, some cool things that come out of it. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of, you know, painful things, that, but um, I think some some cool changes will come. Um, you know, and I've, I know you've done something positive. Hope you don't mind me mentioning that you've quit smoking during this crisis. Um, <laughs> how's that going for you? Oh, uh, it's pretty miserable. I mean, I'm like on day 11 now. Right. So... Um, so um, it's getting a little bit better, but the being bored all the time, like, like I, I have to admit, there's a lot of because I'm doing my best to stay in my apartment and um, um, you know do do social distancing and self quarantine. Um, you know, there's only so many so much time I can spend reading a book. Like I am working, but the, there's still a lot of free time being home all the time. So there's only so much music I could listen to. There's only so many sandwiches I can make, right. um, you know, to keep myself busy. And like, you know, as a, as a smoker, I'm like, okay, I'm bored now. What do I do? I smoke a cigarette, you know? So, so like, you know, I constantly find myself reaching into my pocket for my cigarettes and stuff like that. And, um, it's just that whole habit. It's just a really weird time to do it. I, you know, I'm very fortunate. Um, um, I have, have a good friend and one of my employees who has sending me like just nasty things about smoking every day, telling me <laughs> to quit smoking and, um, I have a, a beautiful girlfriend who, um, yeah, I won't mention her name cause she's shy, but, um, who, you know, was very like supportive, you know, um, and, you know, sent me some, um, sent, sent, sent me, sent me a note about how she felt about smoking, which I, I read each time I thought I, I, I needed a cigarette. So, it was like a good reminder. So, you know, it's like real weird time to do it, you know, like stressful time. Like why would you want to create more stress for yourself? But, um, you know, um, I'm pretty glad I did it. And, you know, I don't think that smokers, you know, have an advantage, you know, against this virus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> that's okay. That's right. It makes me more indestructible. If, yeah. By smoking all the time, right? No, it's tar it's tough. I mean, I've shared with you before too. I um you know, I smoked hardcore, especially like law school was funny. It's like, you know, um I, you know, maybe a law school semester was like 12 weeks, let's say, or whatever. And like, you know, weeks one and two at the halfway break of class, there'd be like, you know, three people outside the school smoking, um, you know, and as you progressively went through the term, uh, you know, by the, the last week, the entire class was outside smoking and, uh, you know, along with the professor, um, you know, so like, 
stressful times definitely you know it's so it's a tough time to to quit but obviously a good one yeah yeah i'm, I'm happy i did it so keep it up so, it. so do you want people to send you uh positive messages on your instagram or anything are you, you you got it covered you're good sure. <laughs> no sure let me give out my cell phone number too yeah, exactly, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah no i I like positivity. That's so. cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what else do you do for like in your spare time when you're not building businesses and, you know, making sandwiches, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, um, it's, uh, this is probably something I need to work on. Like I, I definitely spend a lot of time playing around with, with business ideas and I'm not like the, I, I would not say that I am like the creative one of the team, you know, I'm more of like the, I like people's creativity and like putting things together. So I'd say like, Hey, my, my hobby actually is messing around with businesses, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I, I tend to like, you know, just, just like to, you know, be with friends and like, you know, try to stay connected to people. Like I've been doing that even more during this, this period of time, like, you know, through, um, through, um, you know, through texting and stuff like that. Um, the only thing that I guess I could also mention, I know that, I know that, Evan, I always see you with uh, a cool pair of sneakers, like something that has like um, been a hobby of mine lately is like collecting sneakers. And, um, you know, I know that like sneaker resellers are not like the most popular people in the world, but <laughs> I like, uh, I enjoy like, I enjoy like trying to figure out like a sneaker that's going to go up in value, you know, and see if I can buy it like on a, like on a stock X or something like that. Um, I do wear a lot of them too, but some of them are just so expensive that I'm like, I'm never going to put this thing on, you know? Right. So that's kind of like been a thing. And, and it's, it's so funny because like, there's, there's a couple people in the co-working space that are like also, really into sneakers so that that's like kind of been a hobby of mine lately um you know i i definitely um i'm definitely trying to um you you know uh put keep that one at bay because right. it's easy to spend money on stuff mm -hmm. um but you so, know there's a hobby for you do you have a prized pair that you haven't worn that you're hanging on to uh, no, you know, if, 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 you know what I have, I have, um, a pair of the Nike SB dunk dog, dog walkers, mm -hmm. which are pretty cool. And, you know, the, one of the, one of the prints on or one of the, the panels on it looks like, uh, my dog spur. So I really like it, you know, um, but for the most part, like, you know, I've had a couple like pretty cool pairs. Um, but you know, I've sold them, you know, like they eventually all go up and 
I'm just like, I'm going to sell them. But, you know, for, for myself, like, I just, you know, I'm just like, okay, that's a cool color. I'm going to keep that, you know? Gotcha. But as long as, as long as it doesn't cost a fortune. Right. I wasn't familiar with the, uh, the dog walkers. I'm just pulling it up online. Those are pretty cool actually. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It came out. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I see one on StockX for 362 right now. So, uh, 355 was the last sale. Interesting. Those are cool looking. What kind of dog you got? Pig? Oh, he's um, <laughs> he's a, a Australian cattle dog. Oh, cool, nice. A, a blue healer. Um, his name's Scout. Nice. His name his name's Scout Boris. Because mm-hmm. uh, me and my well, he actually lives with my ex now, but me and my ex, um, she wanted to name Scout. I wanted to name Boris. So he just got two names he's scout for us but gotcha. he'll answer to either or that's cool you still have visitation with scout yeah cool yeah like you know when she goes like on vacation or something like that we don't live too close together so i don't get to see him as much but right. he's still we're still we're still we're still buddies that's scout cool. and i nice so that's good um yeah those are cool i mean and you definitely i've seen uh you wearing some cool shoes um as well recently i saw a pair of adidas that i liked i don't know what those were yeah um different color stripes that you had on i forget what 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 those were those are pretty sweet Um, yeah like like i you know i for me i'm just like for wearing around like just regular sneakers you know like i don't like to i mean i got a couple things that are you know like um pretty cool you know, or, or, or like resellable, I guess you would say, but for, for the most part, I just kind of like, you know, buying trading them, you know, like kind of like guessing, guessing what I think something, something could be, right. you know, like, like re- resale value. That's cool. Which, you any uh, uh, Yeezys? No, no, I don't actually. Um, but one of the people in the co-working space, his, his daughter is like <laughs> very into to buying and selling Yeezys. That's funny. So. I've tried to score some a couple times. I've never gotten gotten through. I got like the Adidas app and you know put it in the order, but I've never gotten any. I'd probably wear them though, you know. But whatever. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I think like and, and by all means, I'm no like expert on sneakers and stuff like that. I'm like more of like, you know, a person that just got into it. Like, you know, I always liked having, you know, like I always liked buying clothes and sneakers and stuff like that. But this is really like something I just kind of got into for fun, like a year ago or so. Right. Um, but you know, it, it, it's tough. Like, you know, there's a whole, there's whole, whole, world of people out there that are pissed about those apps like you know the and and being able to actually acquire these things online and how much these things resell for and stuff like that right um so i've never i've never really gotten a cool pair of sneakers on any of those apps myself i've had to you know buy them you know on the resale market for the most part gotcha 
That's cool. Yeah, I mean, the sneaker culture is huge. Obviously, um, I remember recently when they were playing football um, not so long ago, even probably in the XFL, I saw it a lot too, is uh, there were some like old school, almost like Jordan reissues as football cleats that were pretty dope. Like saw a lot of players wearing those. Um, so it is yeah. cool to see the stuff coming around. Um, all right. So I appreciate you taking all the time with us. Maybe we just wrap up and talk a little bit about Asbury real quick. Um, maybe you can sort of talk about what drew you to Asbury Park originally, um, what it's been like doing business in Asbury and where you see Asbury coming out of like the current situation. Yeah. So I grew up in Neptune city, um, went to Neptune high school in, you know, when I was a teenager, we come to Asbury like for, um, the stone pony matinees mm -hmm. um like on sunday sunday afternoon that like that was like in the 90s um this guy jacko used to do a lot of matinee shows um you know I, and then and then like you know th through the years like when i used to play in bands and stuff like that we used to practice at the hot dog house which is still you know over on uh cookman and main street and you know, I've always liked Asbury Park. Um, when Brad and I came here, when we got our off our first office here, like 2007-ish, I'd say, like, you know, it was still like, it was still like a cheap place to, you know, get some workspace. Right. So, and, you know, there are a few, like, places to hang out. And, you know, Asbury is for for such a long time had like a good was like a good place to to um you know see bands like go to shows and stuff like that so it's just kind of like there wasn't like any like strategic like oh we're gonna you know go to asbury and build a business here it's just like you know at the time like that's where we fit you know so um it's been cool like you know, being around here, like I've definitely learned a lot by watching this city change as it has for better and for worse. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm glad that um, we've been able to create a few things here, um, you know, for and and I feel as if, you know, we've contributed to the community uh, by doing so. Um, so. You know, that's that's basically it's basically how you know in the, in a, the Reader's Digest version of you know how we got here and you know bringing us up to today. Right. Um, we have there's the two co-works locations. We have Asbury Fresh on Sundays in the summertime and spring and fall down at Kennedy Park. Um, yeah, there you go. Cool. And what do you think, uh, any predictions for how Asbury weathers the storm this time around? Whew. I would hate to be recorded and make some sort of prediction right now, but, you know, I, you know, I'm going to be optimistic just like most people want to be, you know, like it's a great town. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun in the summertime. Um, you know, we're, if, if you listen to what people think 
you know, how long it's going to take to kind of come past this current crisis. Like, you know, that should be leading us into the summertime. And hopefully, like, you know, all these businesses that are in this town that really, you know, their bread and butter comes like in the summertime, like hopefully they're going to have a great summer, you know, and, and, and this town, this town in particular will weather this um, particularly well. That's, you know, that's what I think, but. That sounds good. I hope it, you know, I hope it's true. Uh And you're right. It could line up that way. Let's, uh, you know, we'll hope for everyone that, you know, by the summer we're all getting back to normal. Right. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I mean, I totally agree with you like that, you know, I've experienced and appreciate the contributions you guys have made to this town. I mean, Junction Hall for anyone that hasn't been there, get over and check it out. Um, there's a new, you know, a, a cafe downstairs. Um, and uh, Second Life Bikes and Office Space, you know, once we're back open. Um, you know, so I've benefited from that and obviously, you know, enjoyed the fresh markets as well. Um, so, you know, I think you guys have definitely contributed to the, to the uh, you know, been a part of what makes Asbury special for sure. So. Yeah. Cool. Thanks so much. Thank you. Right on. Thanks for joining us once again. Danny, um, check out coworks.com, Asbury, uh, asburyfresh.com coworks.com c-o-w-e-r-k-s on instagram at asbury fresh and at coworks um danny you want to give out your uh where should people contact you to send uh quit smoking support oh uh, they can uh just message oh, what's my instagram my instagram's <laughs> at best friend danny all right cool so we could we could be friends you know chat and um you know i'll give you I'll, t- I'll give you secrets like, you know, secrets that I know about Evan Bomber. That's right. You know? <laughs> That's cool. How did your name, Best Friend Danny, come about anyway? I was roommates with, with, with a couple guys that were both named John, and they, they, had, they had nicknames, Handsome John and Lawyer John. And um, I think it was Lawyer John was like, you need a nickname. And just said well you're gonna be best friend danny that was like 10 years ago oh nice so nothing really special about it it's just like you know okay at the time that i created my instagram account my nickname was best friend danny gotcha (laughs) that's cool all right so everyone reach out um at best friend danny and then definitely support co-works and asbury fresh uh you know any way you can now and bands on a budget and especially uh, once the markets fire up again. Danny, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. Yeah. Have a nice day, Evan. All right. You too. I'll catch you soon. And uh, thanks for checking out this episode of the Mullet Cast. <laughs>